What's up? Got a few views. I don't know if they're real views or not, but if they are real views, shout out you, the viewer. Uh, I wonder who they are, if they're real people. I mean, could be exes, could be family members, could be total strangers, could just be computer-generated plays, not even real. I don't know, but I am in a talkative mood. Hence the podcast. Not even fair to call it podcast, is it? It is on iTunes, so technically it is a podcast. It's uh it's a show which consists of me talking. <laughs> it's some it's a monologue. It's just an extended monologue and thank you for tuning in. Um I've been binging podcasts recently it's kind of like a reset and it's it's peculiar how like uh what what's the right phrase uh history repeats itself in a way and then hopefully we learn and we evolve that's called wisdom right not making the same fucking mistakes um and it's very peculiar because i have two jewelry sets right i have two watch two watch sets so one of my watches, it was literally, I bought it when I was 23 years old, which is kind of ironic because I started wearing it a, a few months ago, like daily, and uh, then I attracted a 23-year-old girl into my life. She had just turned 23, and with that resultantly came, you know, the 23-year-old habits and uh, challenges and lessons learned and wisdom to be gleaned, right? Uh which, you know, why not? Let's talk about it. What are they? Well, 23-year-old watch, 23-year-old version of myself has, does have energy, but it's more, it's not, um, it's not mature. It's not, it's not rooted in discipline. Therefore, it doesn't have as much permanence. It's, uh, um, I don't know. I'm dry, I'm on the highway right now, and the word's not coming to me. But the word is like, you know, it kind of evaporates quickly. Effervescent. I don't know. It's more like effervescent. It kind of comes organically based off of excitement and, uh, you know, maybe more like fun or creativity or my juvenile fantasies of power and uh, wealth and status, right, and uh, being a playboy. You know, all young kids, right, go through this. But um, then I switched jewelry sets to, like, my 25 through 27-year-old jewelry set. I wore this, uh, you know, it's got little miniature diamonds. So, you know, it, it, it looks, it does look a little bling-bling. It's, uh, I bought it off my friend. Well, he was my friend but back when I was doing alarm sales, and then I met my ex, and that was the whole journey of becoming an entrepreneur, right, or even, like, wanting to or starting to, or, like, I suppose the maturation of really taking my life seriously and starting to establish those disciplines, because really, permanence and uh, real momentum, like, like lasting, long-lasting durability, it comes through uh, discipline, which really means um, habits, right, and making the right choices, 
And uh, so from 23 to 27, um, I mean, really, the habit was not going out all the time, not hanging out, smoking weed, and drinking, and fucking around, and going to the movies when you should be saving your money, and spending money on food, you know what I mean? It's like all all childish, you know, behaviors, but I know grown adults who are still in that mindset. And then going into the more mature is, yeah, it's like I've been feeling exhaustion lately, and I'm wondering why am I feeling exhaustion? And the reason why is because my relationship, and, you know, not to blame her, it's really just history repeating itself or lessons to be learned or just a recap of why you don't do certain things, but it's like, you know, I had kind of relapsed into sleeping in, not uh, not counting my calories, not eating so healthy. It's really just juvenile choices based off of, um, you know, instant gratification living in the moment, but really, I mean, it's poor choices, right? Like, the choices need to be optimized. So I just started wearing the other jewelry set, and, uh, you know, once I have about 10000 in the bank, I'll probably buy a third jewelry set. I'll try and get a good deal on a rolly or something, reward myself for saving a bunch of money, but that'll be the next level, you know, me as a real business person, right, you know, full-fledged, got to earn the stripes, right, but uh, we're getting there, we're getting there, um, and so the answer to my 23-year-old self is, dude, you're exhausted because you're not disciplined, and you're not waking up early, and when you sleep too much, and you wake up past noon, the whole day's fucked, and you know it, and you know that you slept too much, and you know that the day's getting getting, you know, passed you by, and you're wasting time, and that's depressing, because you're not doing what you're supposed to do, and when you do what you're supposed to do, you feel, you feel powerful, and you do feel like you're on track, and that's where momentum comes from, um, and so, you know, it's almost like, it's almost like a holographic copy of myself, you know, stored in my memory banks. And, uh, you know, I revisited that person. And, uh, you know, I like that person. The person is fun. The person is, you know, has energy and has excitement and motivation. But the person, you know, requires more discipline. So the 27, you know, year old version of myself is, uh, understands, you know, yeah, you know, the proof is in the fucking, in the habits, man. It's in the disciplines, right? So, you will find that you are much more energized when you have a morning routine, when you wake up early. The sacrifice of, uh, you know, forcing yourself to wake up creates power, right? That's where motivation comes from because you're going to start the day off with self-control. You're going to start the day off with discipline. You're going to start the day off with domination, dominating yourself, right? Versus when you just let yourself go, sleep in, then the diet. You get out of whack, and then, you know, you wonder why you're tired all the time, right? So actually sleeping less and waking up early actually tremendously increases energy. That's something that I just didn't realize, right? It's like it's like maybe you kind of know it in the back of your head. You kind of knew it all along, but you kind of, like, protest, resist, right? 
oh, it's okay, I need my beauty rest, I deserve to sleep, I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, not really, dude. It's like, you, you want energy, right? You can sleep when you're dead. And truthfully, like, everybody thinks that the goal is to retire, you know, with money or not have to work anymore. But they don't realize that, like, that is a very exhausting place to be. And I know that because I dated a woman who was already there in all, you know, intents and purposes. She had achieved that um, American dream, passive income, at least six figures, don't have to work anymore, you know, minimalist lifestyle, you know, is it retiring early or is it really like a child just goofing off every day? Is it like 24-7 recess? You will find that people who think that that's happiness become very, very kind of like, it's kind of like when you're given an allowance and it's enough to like keep you chained to that lifestyle. You're not totally satisfied, but it's enough to like, to like where you're not really hungry for more, but you know that like you, you kind of wish you were more motivated. That's exactly what retired like retiring early does to somebody it's like you'll find that the most successful people in the world are working well into their 70s and 80s for the sheer joy of productivity and creation you know what i mean the donald trump the bill gates you know the warren buffett the steve Jobs. well you know he's dead but he, he would have you know the bit like the elons like obviously these men could retire early they have more than enough money for generations and generations. There is something that burns deep within that transcends motivation, transcends effort even. It's a purpose, right? It's clearly defined all-encompassing purpose. That is what the 23-year-old version of myself doesn't quite understand. But the 27, 28-year-old version of myself comes to appreciate, comes to understand, you know, so, I'm calling it at night, you know, I could be going out tonight, I met this girl, she's fun, I also realize what my preference in women is, you know, I haven't dated a few different, different types here and there in the past year, but I like the women who are uh, opposite of me, and by that I mean I'm a boring person, you know, by choice. It's almost like a self-inflicted isolation. It's almost like self-inflicted, I don't know, I'm a control freak, and the only way that I feel like I can control my productivity and my motivation is to be, like, to live as a recluse, almost as a total introvert right, because, I don't know, I mean, I feel like that's where I draw my power from, in a way, um, you know, uh, I don't know, like, I'm just always gripping my balls all the time, and I'm like, I just have to be in control, you know, I don't know what the fuck that is, I grew up in a military household, it's my parents, it's just me, I don't know, I mean, I'm, I'm an introvert, I like to be extroverted, you know, and, and I am a quite a quite highly developed extrovert, but that's not my natural state, right? Like, I can switch the mode, and of course, 
there is an alter ego in me, Lux, that loves the spotlight, but that's not that's not the primal core. That's not the primal core of who I am, right? So, anyways, I'm just kind of recapping, rehashing. It's like, it's weird, you know, life sometimes is like cycles, and sometimes it's like a 10-year cycle, sometimes like a 7-year cycle, sometimes, you know, and like you, you, I don't know if you do, but I do, you know, I'm someone that's just very aware of like uh, trends and like what, what am I doing, you know, like why am I doing this? I'm studying my energy. I always want to maximize my productivity. You know, instead of life feeling like a battle, I would like life to feel like a victory. You know what I'm saying? The 23-year-old self doesn't have very many victories because he is too soft and he is not disciplined. He doesn't understand that true power comes from sacrifice and extreme discipline and waking up early is the number one thing that younger self lacks, but older self has become uh, capable of. So we got to get back into that. Um, You find that you don't wake up early because you feel like you have to. That's why so many people protest the alarm clock. You know, the vast majority of people, they kind of, like, resent, and that's why you you guys are snoozers, right? You snoozing because you're almost protesting the day. It's almost like a sigh, like, I wish I could have this ultimate freedom. But I think what you really have to understand psychologically, which is why I don't I don't do that anymore, is because um, you realize that ultimate power comes from a successful morning strategy, and you desire that power so much more than you know. I mean, sometimes you need to just go on vacation, you know, sleep every day till you're fucking exhausted of sleeping. Go ahead and allow yourself to experience that frustration of like, yeah, you're sleeping in and you're rested, but you're actually more exhausted than had you been waking up super early, right? So I think that is really the major psychological shift. And I had to just experience it for myself, you know. Nobody could really tell me that. Nobody could explain that to me. I had to really come to understand you feel so much better about yourself when you are disciplined, when you sacrifice because you know you're getting ahead and there is just something magical about waking up between 4 to 6 a.m. There just is, you know, I don't know what it is, but it is there, circadian rhythm, you know, maybe it's the way that animals, you know, birds do it, you know, maybe there's something about nature or human DNA or light, I don't know, but like when you do beat the sun up, you do actually get a tremendous energy boost. I don't know if you've listened to my podcast from over a year ago, but I was actually talking about this at some point in time. I don't remember exactly when, but, yeah, history does repeat itself. You know, as a 26-year-old, 27-year-old, it was like I had to wake up to an alarm clock because of my job, and so I was still kind of resenting it. So my habit wasn't completely like I didn't completely get it, right? And then having been totally off the grid, totally self-employed for the past over uh, a year and a half, really, I mean, it was it was the phasing out, right? Then the resurfacing of the young, you know, persona, which, I mean, I was kind of like a bum when I was in my early 20s. I didn't, I was unemployed at long lengths of time. It was like, I didn't, 
I, I was resisting my life, you know, just sleeping in with zero purpose. It's almost like a child, though, that just sleeps in for the pure pleasure of sleeping in. But but then, you know, then the life goals, right? Then the financial goals. Then, you know, the pride of status of what are you doing, man? Like, where are you at? You know what I mean? So it's like the maturation of being an adult, really. So it's like... For people that are becoming full-fledged entrepreneurs, some of you guys do have the AM routine down already, but, you know, sometimes it's really tough when you're totally off the clock and, uh, you know, you wake up whenever you want to wake up, you know, you're waking up at 8 o'clock versus 5 o'clock AM, and, you know, but that's the mental shift, at least for me, so maybe talking about it could help people, especially younger kids who want to be entrepreneurs, it's like, you have to totally embrace psychologically, emotionally, why that matters, because until, until the pleasure of waking up early, which is actually pain and extreme discomfort, and like, oh my god, I just want to sleep, right, that longing for just baseline pleasure, which is almost identical to you smell the fried chicken at KFC and it's like, oh my God, it smells so good, right? I just have to have a little, or you you pass the cookies in the grocery store, right? So it's almost like I relived, I relived the past five years in the past few months very quickly. And uh, I don't know, it was just an interesting observation for me. But, um, you know, discipline yields tremendous success and um i remember that you know and i'm and i'm and i'm grateful to remember that and i'm glad to remember that so honestly time to grow up man time to nut up right i'm pretty much divorcing the 23 year old girl i mean i don't i just honestly i don't think there's anything you know there's anything left so you know it's almost like saying goodbye saying goodbye to that younger part of myself, but, you know, I mean, are there 23-year-olds with incredibly developed habits? Yes, there are. I can just tell you that it's it's few and far between. Um, Now I'm talking to a 32-year-old, you know, and I don't know that we're anything more than friends at this point. We only hung out once, but I really like her personality. Oh, yeah, going back to, like, my type. My type is like the girl who is extremely social and extroverted by nature, and I think it's just yin and yang. I seem to just gravitate towards that person. She's really bubbly. She's really fun. She's giggly. She's she's like loved by many, coveted by many. You know, always has people texting her. That that's like my opposite polarity. You know, I don't text anybody. I'm literally lone wolf. Like a grandpa, honestly, boring-ass grandpa, but you know, grandpa's fucking loaded, and grandpa owns several successful businesses, so, you know, there's grandpa, there's grandpa, and I guess that's what I, you know, trillionaire Benjamin Ross is a fucking grandpa, a very boring grandpa, but, you know, it gets easier over time, I'm sure, and then it's just the love of being productive, but... You know, you just got to get it done, and, uh, you know, it starts with your morning routine, which is exhausting for many to think about, but the hyper-motivated, the hustlers, 
They get it. They understand what I'm saying. It resonates. It clicks in your head. You understand. There is such a tremendous energy boost by getting up early, and if you're not taking advantage of it, you're missing out. You're running at about 60%, and, it, it you know, for what? For just a little bit of pleasure, you, you're, you're, you're like almost half capacity. It's like, dude, you need to just tap in, man. You need to tap in. Surrender. Surrender to the fucking hustle, man, because the hustle is going to give you what you want, right? And I know that. I know that where I'm at right now, I'm very close. I'm very close to uh, getting this house. Um, and that just requires, uh, that just requires total devotion. It just requires total success. It's like, I don't know if you guys ever heard of this saying that's like, you know, success is like, uh, success is like taking five steps forward and then you take three steps back and then you go another five steps. It kind of is true, you know? Um, It's like my disciplines and my morning routine were spot on. I was killing it, 4 to 6 a.m., working out. I dropped, like, hella weight. I was getting cut, right? Then I was starting to want to bolt. And then it was literally right when that happened, I realized I had plateaued. And I guess this was in more ways than just one, I suppose, without me truly realizing it. I had plateaued, you know. I was adding, you know, to the bottom line for my business, although not as, you know, quickly. I realized that I had plateaued by what I can, what I can do by myself. My fitness goals were also plateauing. It's really hard to bulk when you're on, at a 500-calorie deficit. But I, my my habits were fucking perfect. Every day I was my diet was fucking perfect. And, you know, it's really not that complicated. It's just oatmeal, eggs, whole grain bread in the morning, Subway for lunch, and then dinner is literally just chicken breast and uh, vegetables. And then depending on when you work out, that determines whether or not there's brown rice with the meal, right? So if I needed a little bit of extra carbs, then I would do brown rice with the chicken. But if I didn't, I would literally just do chicken and vegetables or a protein shake, and that was it. You know, I hit my protein macros, but I was hardcore cutting. It's so weird for me to say this. It's like I literally feel the cycle starting over again. It's very weird. I don't know. I don't know why energy works like that, like a clock. But um, going back there, um, I have plateaued. That's when I met Agilon, the 23-year-old girl who became my first assistant who I eventually fired, you know, taking me back into this whirlwind of, you know, when you train someone, you're also responsible for their results and you're responsible for your leadership and how it's going to impact them. And uh, it was kind of, exciting in the beginning, it was fun, it was nice to have company, it was nice to have an intimate other, and it was nice to have someone who was interested in my business, but then after the novelty wears off after about two or three weeks, then it just becomes work, that's when the habit, you know, became clearly established, and the lack thereof identified, um, my motivation got thrown off, my diet got thrown off, I mean, I started bulking, but 
it's really easy to say you're bulking and you're honestly just letting your diet go back to shit and you're not even counting calories anymore. Eating fast food, eating fried chicken, eating, you know, cookies and chips. So, yeah, I I can bulk, but I need to go back to my healthy bulk, which is literally the same shit that I was doing, just extra 1,000 calories, extra 500 to 1,000 calories. So I got to go back to clean eating. But going back up to success, I did find a really, really great living situation. Clean house, nice suburb, quiet area, very clean, professional, full kitchen, full house, safe area. I had to go outside of the city to do that, but, you know, now I realize that's more wisdom. The wisdom is a lot of young people get caught up in that rush of wanting to be in the city, in the metro, and in Houston that's called in the loop. But truthfully, I couldn't afford anything nice in the loop. So I was kind of in the not-so-nice area in the loop. And, uh, you know, being in the not-so-nice area does kind of weigh on you because there is kind of an aura of uh, the way that the area makes you feel. And it was most definitely wearing on me over time, you know, and uh, once you see all the midtown bars and, you know, the novelty phase, and honestly, it's mostly just white-collar work, and it's just mega-successful businesses like, you know, Wells Fargo, accounting firms, oil and gas firms, and hospitals, you know, some financial firms, some consulting firms, and that's about it. That's the majority of the white-collar in Houston, so, you know, haven't been here for a year, over a year now. I get it. I got it. It's understood. You know, New York and L.A. and Chicago would be a little bit different, but mostly all the same shit, you know. Most of the world's the same. I'm basically summarizing the entire year as I feel that the energy is changing again and the cycle is starting over again, and now I'm going back into this cycle of discipline and productivity, which I'm extremely grateful for. Um... You know, and the young cycle is fun and it's, you know, useful, but it is a little bit ignorant and uh, very much lacking in uh, discipline. So, getting back into that, um, I want to fall in love. I want to be in love. You know, it's like I've got multiple personalities. Some of me is like wants to be this player dude with a bunch of chicks. Another part of me wants to feel, you know, totally in love. I don't know. It's, it's a paradox, and I know it, but I feel a strong attraction to this girl I met. I don't know if that's just because I want to feel a strong attraction. Sometimes I'm in love with the fantasy or idea of a person rather than the actuality of it. I know I'm a bit of a dreamer at times, but, you know, I just surrender to God's will, and, uh, you know, if it's good for me, it will continue to manifest. Otherwise... It's just, you know, something to be aware of. And the red flags is don't get lost in poor habits just because you're lonely. You know, don't take the first thing or don't take the easy thing just because, uh, you know, you want some ass or something. Um, anyways, um, how about the exit? I'm pretty much living by Bush Airport right now, outside the city. This is 
was a ridiculously long episode. Um, but that's okay, because I feel like sometimes you actually need to be boring, you know? Like, all these young people are so enticed by this idea, this fantasy of what it means to be this wheeling and dealing CEO, but the actuality of it is it's quite boring. It's very much discipline intensive. It's everything that a child resists. You know, the wisdom and the maturation is coming to understand where power and energy and motivation and results come from. And like I've said a million times, and I'm going to say it ad nauseum, it comes from your routines or lack thereof, right? So as a 28-year-old, you know, I wish, I feel like I'm already grandpa. I mean, I've dated several women twice my age, so in a sense I've already lived that life, even though I'm not even that old, but it's like all the, you know, let me talk about the dilemma of our millennial generation as I sign off, because I'm about to end this, but um, the the kind of the irony is that, hold on, I think I need to turn around, the kind of irony is that, like, you know, we really want we want, like, like first it's just the images, right? The image of a Ferrari, you know what I mean? Because the subconscious mind thinks in images and only perceives, you know, feelings and images, right, and sounds. So, you, you know, you see the image of the Ferrari. You see the image of the Rolls Royce. You see the image of the supermodel, right, and the yacht and the lobster dinner, you see, and even on Tinder, you know, someone's Tinder profile pictures tells you a lot about who they are. You see the image of the girl all dolled up at a steak restaurant at, uh, you know, um, what do you call it, Eddie V's, you know, seafood restaurant, and, uh, you know, they're wearing earrings and a cocktail dress, and uh, you see that image, right? What is that image? I have arrived. I'm someone. I'm special. I am affluent and luxurious. Or I'm with a guy or gal who can treat me to that lifestyle, right? That's what the image says. You see the image of the guy in his Rolls Royce. What does that say? I have arrived. I am the quintessential definition of American success. I am to be desired and coveted. You know, uh, I am, um, you know, valuable. I guess could be extremely valuable to you, right? Um... And then what else? You see the image. You see the image of, you know, I mean, look, even at my, you know, ex-girlfriend, you know, who is almost like a sugar mama, but it's like the image of a half a million dollar house in the nice suburbs, the Mercedes Benz and the brand new Cadillac, all the vacations, five-star resorts, right? These are images, these are imprintations, these are symbols of success, symbolically. So it's like the the irony, and I think I'll probably put this into uh, a cleaner cut format, but like in a book or something, maybe. As I arrive into my, you know, fucking whatever the definition of arrival means, but it's like these youngsters are so obsessed with the feeling of I have arrived, right? And that is the manifestation of these symbols. But 
the trajectory and the the cost, really the price, you could call that the barrier to entry, is total sacrifice, is perfection, is relentless commitment and discipline and and it is just so overwhelmingly soul consuming that it is so difficult to do this. That's why we hail, you know, the the successful entrepreneur. That's why we we are so uh impressed. That's why that's why we're so uh blown away by the millionaire or the billionaire, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it's so hard. It's so hard to do that. You gotta start the day off with discipline. You gotta end the day with discipline. You gotta put in these crazy hours, which is fucking exhausting, you know. But instead of feeling exhausted, you want to just feel pumped 24/7. Okay. So first, you have to identify. I need to be productive, like fucking 80 to 100 hours a week. I have to, week after week, consistently. That's the weed out to begin with. Oh my god, that's so exhausting. Can the 20-year-old dude? Okay, and then here is the irony. The irony is like, Ameri- like, like American kids are expected to just be fuck ups and goof offs and slack offs and, you know, binge drink and, and get it all out of your system, you know, in, in your college years, right, eighteen to twenty-two, and then, and then you're expected to magically just snap into, right, you know, adulthood and save and be on your way. And, like, you wonder why the middle class is shrinking. You wonder why nobody has more than, like, you know, a few thousand saved. Most people don't. My parents do, so kudos to them. You know, thank God for that. Probably gave me a little bit of an advantage, but um, most people don't. And, uh, you know, and and all of a sudden, you know, you got to save up. You're thinking about marriage. You're thinking about grandkids, kids, grandkids. And it's like, it's just so fucking like ludicrous it is ludicrous who came up with this standard i it literally feels alien to me it doesn't make any sense to me this is what life is this is what you're expected to do you get it all out of your system you graduate you get a good job you get your masters you get your graduates you get your you know you specialize and like who decided this was life who decided this was life okay then the motivated if not delusional or if not, you know, courageous youth, okay, decides that I can transcend this reality, forge my own destiny, become the tycoon, the magnate, you know, the business leader, the ultra success, okay? And what does that require? That requires hyper, hyper discipline. It's like, okay, uh, like... I've been in River Oaks, I've been in uh I've been in Midtown, I've been in the Heights and I've been in Westview, Memorial Village, whatever you want to call it, Hunters Creek, the affluent areas of Houston. Okay? The vast majority of them is two, you know, mom and dad both working class, you know, uh high level management or executives in oil and gas or something like uh lawyers or doctors, right? And or engineers or something like that. And in the American society, that's like the ultra-level white-collar employee, right? And then, you know, also oil executives, business owners, and then just generational oil money wealth, the billionaires, you know, just inherited family money, 
or they own a kind of ultra high level business, right? That's slim pickings, man. And so what what establishes you know a normal person to the ultra high level of executive, and then transcending that into ultra high level business success is um, well, number one, your ability. Okay. Number two. Your energy level and your charisma and your attractive personality has a lot to do with it because that's going to determine whether or not people even want to do business with you, okay? Attraction. Attraction, energy level, competency, skills, unique skill set, okay? Discipline, highly developed disciplines, highly precise work ethic, extreme high level of uh, motivation, but not just motivation, mature refined, you know, the platinum has to get set, impurities removed, okay, this perfect block of platinum ingot, you know, 99.9% platinum, platinum, the most valuable metal on the planet, okay, how does one turn himself into this perfect platinum being, you know what I'm saying, okay, ascended, maturation man remove the impurities forging hours and hours and hours of pounding into perfect polished metal you know like steel okay like forged baked into perfection okay so the youngster that is on instagram seeing all of these symbols of success right you want to feel like you arrived but the problem is you're trying to microwave platinum, dude. Never going to fucking happen, bro. You're trying to microwave little shavings of iron and steel and brass and copper. You're trying to throw it into a little ball, try to put it into your microwave oven, and then expecting platinum. It's never going to happen, dude. you got to extract the platinum ore, right? And then you got to learn the masterful art of blacksmithing this fucking perfect platinum bar. Right, so anyways, not for the weak, not for the faint at heart. Extremely difficult, probably the most difficult thing you could ever do, you know, is being a billionaire harder than being an A-list celebrity. You know, I'd say they're actually probably identically difficult. One is just in the, uh, one is just in expression and, uh, you know, artistic skill, and the other is in uh, business success and value arbitrage, but both serve a purpose, you know, the world needs business, but society doesn't care for business, society wants uh, to live in in fantasy, society wants um, extreme sensation, right, society lives for the thrills, so... You know, they're addicted to the sensations. What they really need is business, right, discipline. But, you know, that's why it's so fucking hard. Because to master yourself is the most difficult thing in the fucking universe. Right, so raise a glass if you've gotten this far on your journey listening to this audio. I'd be surprised. Raise yourself a glass and, uh, you know, to those are masters of their own fate, to those who understand the uh, reward of intense, soul-consuming, right, soul 
fucking consuming, consumes my fucking soul, right? All-consuming discipline. Cheers to you.